Hey y'all, it's Mackenzie Fox and I'm back at you with episode 14 of Just Mackenzie Things. And right now it is six o'clock in the morning. I am definitely an early bird. Um, when I was in college, I had to get up at 5.30 every day to go to palm practice. And I honestly, at the time, did not like waking up that early. But doing that for four years, I think that has set me up for a permanent early bird mindset, which I'm not really that mad about because I, mean, I got to get up and go to work. So I'm up right now fixing my hair. It's picture day at school. And so I'm excited about that. Um, and then in other news, my spray tan business has moved to a new location. It is at a dance studio um, of a friend of mine who I was in the sorority with. Um, and so I'm excited about that. And I have some spray tan appointments today. And what I'm actually going to talk about today is business because business has been heavily on my mind, um, kind of because of my business moving locations. So today I wanted to talk about um, when you experience shifts as a business owner and how to handle the shifts, the change in seasons and the change in markets. So I'm going to be talking about my two businesses I own and then hopefully you can take some tidbits from that and relate it to your practice. Um, but I'm just going to be talking about what I've done during these different changes in my own business models and then I pray that you can take a tidbit from what I'm saying. So I've talked about this a lot. So if you don't know by now, I do own two businesses. I own Level Up All Stars, which is an all-star dance program, and Foxy Tans, which is a spray tan uh, business. And I started both of these businesses uh, three years ago. Foxy Tans will be turning four in May, which blows my mind. And then Level Up will be turning three next year. So we're in our third season, but technically we've only been in business since October of 2020. And when I look at both of these businesses and how much my clientele has changed, my business model has changed, uh, my pricing has changed, my location has changed, everything is night and day completely. Um, so when I first started my spray tan company, I was actually still a college student and I was on the Palm Squad and I was pretty heavily involved in the dance world. And so... I don't know, I just thought in my head at the time, I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if I do spray tans, all the palm and dance and cheer, I know them all, so they'll all come to me. And so I ran my spray tan business out of my college apartment. So thank God for my roommate because she was so understanding and I would just give her cheap spray tans. But I had people come to my apartment almost every night to get spray tans. So I lived on campus, the tent was just in my living room, and they would come to me. Um, I was so into the spray tans at the time that I would even travel. So when I was a dance teacher, we had, I think our nationals was in Branson, and I took the tent to Branson, and my parents actually came to watch my dancers, and I remember hauling the tent, the spray tan tent, in the back of my dad's truck, and my mom was just sitting in there and she's like, Mackenzie, this is the dumbest idea you've ever had. And I was like, no, mom, it's not. We're going to go around and we're going to spray tan all the girls. And she was like, they can come to you. 
And so I'm driving around in Branson with this tent in the back of my dad's truck and it flies out on the highway, okay? Because it popped open and flew out. So clearly at the beginning of my business, I did not have the best of ideas. Um, when I first started Level Up as well, uh, that kind of came out of a place of leaving the studio world. And I've always had a desire to start a dance program. When I was younger, my desires were more leaned towards being a full-fledged studio owner. But as I got older and just saw the realities of that, I just did not want that. But I still wanted... I don't know how to explain it. I still wanted ownership of something dance. And so I created my all-star program. And my first year, I'm just going to say I tried way too hard. And I think that's a commonality of most businesses when you first open. And I think, I hope it can relate to someone else. But when I first opened... I wouldn't say I was desperate because I knew that I was good at what I did. It wasn't that. It just, I I really felt this strong need for both of the businesses to succeed. So I did things that I would now no longer do. So like that first year level up, I recruited so hard. I mean, I was messaging people. I was like, you would be so amazing for our program. Please come join our program. Blah, 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 blah. I was like a happy squirrel unicorn, like trying to get all these people, okay? I had 20 girls in the program, okay? And if that doesn't sound like a lot, it really is. When you put 20 people on a dance floor, that's kind of abnormal. I mean, not in studios, but as a first-year program owner, that's a lot. But yeah, I was just doing so many things I would not do now. So, for example, with the spray tan business, I would never house that in my apartment now that is my space and I like people but not that much I'd rather do them in a public place where they can leave and get out at my own places and smell like spray tan and I do not travel for spray tans anymore that was way too much gas and um extra work on my part when people can just come to me um and then for level up I don't recruit that heavily anymore I finally got to this point where I have had a couple years under my belt and I have our dances out there and I'm like here's what we do here's our dances if you like it come join if you don't don't um but I will say uh if you are a new entrepreneur at the beginning you kind of do have to do that extra work of building because people don't have anything to base it off of you know I mean for dance people knew what I did dance-wise, but I mean, I kind of went into this new playing field, so I had nothing really to go off of. So I had to try really hard to get people um, to do buy-in, to do all that stuff. Um, But now I would say by year three, I'm not having to do that as much. I'm not having to try as hard to kind of make everyone happy, I guess, because I know what the business is and I know who I am as a business owner, and so I don't necessarily try as hard to, like, please everybody like I used to. Um, So I guess my first two pieces of advice, if you are a new business owner, the first piece of advice is don't feel like you are being, like, a try-hard in that first year um, because you're going to do a lot of things to, like, really pull people in. You're going to do a lot of advertising. You're going to do a lot of reaching out. You might do a lot of things that you won't do later on. 
So for me, it was traveling for the spray tan business, recruiting super, super hard, having photo shoots, posting every day. And I just had to go really over the top that first year in both of my businesses um, to retain clients. So just know that in those first couple of years, if you are having to do that, um, that's completely normal when you're new and you're just trying to build from the ground up. And so you kind of have to do that. Um, second thing is that you have to know your worth in what you do. Because at first, when you do first start, I think sometimes we don't realize what we are offering. And since we are new, we kind of lowball things. So I did find myself when I first opened up the business, lowballing my prices for dance, lowballing my prices for the spray tans. And then when I did come to realize that yes, I was new, um, that didn't necessarily mean I wasn't good at what I did. And especially in dance, I've done that since I was three years old. And I've taught dance for a long time. And so I even had parents say to me, they're like, you need to be charging us more. And I don't know, that was an interesting comment because coming from parents, I mean, obviously parents want the best deal. But for them to know that my services were worth more than what I was charging, um, I finally did start raising my rates. Um, having more competitive pricing that works for them, but also works for me. You can't forget about yourself as a business owner either. I understand that you want to offer pricing and packages to people that uh, gives everybody a good deal, but if it's not working for you too, then what's the point? Because you're ultimately the one making the money. So yes, you want to be able to attract people, but don't do it and make about a 5% profit margin on it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. So that was kind of my first two years of business. It was a lot of um, like pulling in people, having to go over the top, going the extra mile, making everybody happy. And then kind of my second year, I started to settle in and I, I sort of realized I was in that people pleasing stage and I knew it was time for me to get out of it. So my second year of the dance program, I wanted two teams. Um, in hindsight, I wish I would have just done one, but I don't know. At the time, I just had this vision of growing into this really big program. I was like, I'll do a small junior team. I'll do a senior jazz team. I'll do a teen. Like, at the time, I was getting into my I want to be a dance studio owner phase, and I wanted to do all these teams by myself, keep in mind. So I was still just solely owning the program. I did not hire coaching staff. I had an assistant coach, but I did not hire coaching staff. So I was trying to do all this by myself and I was worn down. I just remember nationals was not a fun experience for me because I was just so stressed trying to make sure all the parents were good, all the kids were good, um, that everybody else was good except for myself. And after nationals, my second year was honestly when I had a really objective look at my business and where it was going, but not even only my business, but also myself and my own personal mental health because I knew that if my mental health was not in toll and on track that it would affect everything. And so I knew that I had to put myself first in that situation. So second year was great for level up, but it was, there was a lot of hidden things I didn't talk about personally because I was just trying to keep face of what I was doing. Um, but I knew in my heart after nationals from the outside, it looked so successful and it really was. We had a state title year. It was our very first time ever going to state and we state titled our very first time. 
we made top five in nationals. So externally, yes, we had all of these really great accolades, but internally for me, I just wasn't happy with it. I just felt like I was trying to carry the world with that. And so that's when I kind of started to think to myself, should I shut the program down? Do I need to do this? But then you really, honestly, by the third year of whatever you're doing, you really got to look at what is best for you. Okay. And I'm also a school teacher and I love teaching school. I, I mean, I have my days where my children, you guys are crazy, but I love it. I really do. And I just knew that I couldn't coach and teach. That was just too much for me. I just knew it. And I was like, well, that means I need to shut down the program. And so initially I did. I was like, we're taking a break from this for a year. And I started to kind of get mad at myself because I was like, does this mean you don't like dance anymore? Like, what is going on with you? But then I just realized I was having a shift, like a personal internal shift. And I was like, Mackenzie, you still like dance. It's just not, you don't want to be coaching and trying to hold up the whole program. So around year three, maybe in your business, I don't know. But that's when I realized in both of my businesses that it's okay to ask for help. So like I said at the beginning of the Foxy Tans, I was in my apartment doing everything myself and level up. I was doing everything myself, recruiting, coaching, signing everybody up, getting us to competitions, all of it by myself. But now by year three, I have finally gone to the point where I am more comfortable asking for help. And I will say it runs so much better. So now my college dance coach, she actually coaches my program now. I do not. And I actually dance on it now. And people think that's crazy. They're like, how, what? So yes, I own the program, but I still dance on it. Because honestly, I just miss dancing. Like I needed that for my mental health to dance. And I needed somebody else to like step back and do that job for me while I'm trying to own the program keep good retention rates, get good apparel, get good costumes, all this stuff. So I finally gotten better at asking for help and also saying no and um, just upping the standard. So from year one, I mean, I've cut my program in half, but at first it was just kind of like a, anybody can join. But now I would say collectively across the board, like my team's pretty much on the same level technique wise we don't match at practice um it's more cohesive than it was at the beginning because i was just running everybody in and i was like everybody's got to be on level up and honestly now i'm to this point where i'm like i don't want everybody on level up like i want some people to have to work to be on level up you know like level up should not just be this like you are on the team type of thing and so um that's going to happen with year three for me and the spray tan business too. I have moved two times this year. Um, I was kind of just doing it in my house and then I finally was like, nope, I got to do something different with this. So I moved it into a hair salon and unfortunately that hair salon closed down. So I moved it into a dance studio. Um, and so that's kind of been like my sense of help for the spray tan business is operating it somewhere else. Um, so my advice to you for if you are kind of now in those second and third years of owning your business, um, you have to understand that your, a shift will happen. A shift will either happen mentally, 
um, and your clientele and your vision. And that's when you have that like honestly tests you so much because you finally get to see if you're adaptable enough to handle the business or if you sink. And so I used to say I hated change and I still don't, I'm still not the biggest fan of it, but I don't despise it anymore because I'm so used to it. Uh, because when I objectively look at how my business has changed from year one with level up, it was like year one, I was this year two, I was something completely different year three. I'm something completely different. So when I look back from year three to now, or from year one to now, which is year three, totally different program, totally different mindset. And clearly I adapted to the shift because if I didn't, the program would not be standing. And so you have to be able to notice and recognize when you, as well as your business are changing, um, and to just know that that's okay. So for me, I don't post as much on Level Up. I'm not trying super hard to get a bunch of people. I don't really care if they come to me or not at this point. I'm kind of like, if you like us, great. If you don't, great, you know, because I know who we are as a program. Um, and the spray tan businesses as well, um, my clientele has completely shifted. And so that was a huge hit on my uh, margins as well because, I mean, you got to think about it like this. I was located on a college campus. I had the convenience factor for all of these college girls that just lived there. So they came whenever they wanted. Well, now I'm in a dance studio and more, and I actually have certain hours. I don't work every day. I'm not at everybody's beck and call for spray tans. So now people actually have to make it more convenient for themselves versus me making it convenient for them. And so sometimes that's really cut back my clientele. Like I don't have as much of the dance cheer palm as I used to because I'm not right on campus, you know? And so I've had to adapt to moving multiple times and kind of shifting how I advertise and doing all those things. So my advice for that is, um, be prepared for the shift. Know that if your business is continuing, uh, it will change in some way. It's, we're constantly ever evolving. And so I don't know why we wouldn't think our business wouldn't be either. Um, I think stability is a bunch of BS when it comes to business. I think maybe I'll, later on I'll say something different. But in my first three years, it has been extremely unstable. But I will also say I think the first five years of any business are pretty unstable. And so... That's why I'm also grateful I work full-time because really right now I have that um, leverage for it to be a little bit more unstable because I'm not fully reliant on it. It's more of like I can experiment with it and see what I like and see what I don't like. But anyways, if you are an entrepreneur, I'm cheering for you. I am so passionate about entrepreneurship. Uh, that's kind of like a nerdy part of me that a lot of publicly people don't know. Um, but I've always loved it since high school, you know, I, or actually since I was a child. I was in an entrepreneurship program in high school, and since I was a kid, I've always made little businesses, and um, now that I really own businesses, it's crazy to me, but um, it's not shocking at all. So I'm so passionate about entrepreneurs, especially younger entrepreneurs, like around my age. Um, so if you ever need any advice or help, with your business, um, please feel free to reach out either on my podcast, Instagram, just McKenzie things, or even my personal, um, McKenzie Fox. And I would be so happy to help you, but thank you so much for listening. Happy entrepreneuring. I don't know if that's a word, but, um, keep going. You got this. Um, you can do it and so can your business. So have a blessed day.